0: Hey Nikki. Hey Selena. And hey everyone. And welcome to Sweet Tea and TV. Hi. <laughs> hey. And Merry Christmas. Ah! I mean, it won't be. Not when this airs. It no. won't be, which has really messed me up, as I've been trying to prepare for this one. But I'm oh, sorry. But right now,
1: it's Christmas every we're day.
0: Twenty-one days from Christmas.
1: Thought we decided we weren't going to talk about that anymore.
0: The countdown is anxiety-inducing, but it's too much. Yeah, but I want to give people a. Idea of where, where are we, we are in time temporarily, yeah. yeah. Why we're so stoked about Christmas versus talking about it in like June,
1: right? Yeah, this is an exciting time. We are right in the heat of it all. The mm-hmm. stores have all the good Christmas candy out, Selena's house has all the good uh, Christmas treats out. <laughs> Today, so we're ready to go.
0: Yeah, we had a, a miniature Christmas party before we headed up. She miniature,
1: not so miniature massive it was a blowout yeah there were cinnamon rolls involved
0: there were cinnamon rolls um i had a martini ready for nikki at 11 o'clock in the morning because <laughs> yeah. that's it's christmas that's it's it's delicious part stuff. of the gig <laughs> it is. um and uh we'll share uh nikki was very sweet and got me a Christmas gift. Um, we're super official now. It says Sweet Tea and TV on it. It's a recording on sign mm-hmm. so that Casey knows when he has to crawl in through the back window versus coming <laughs> through the garage. Poor Casey. Um, and, and, and you brought your pineapple casserole.
1: I did. You finally know what it tastes like. Is it Christmas worthy?
0: It's everyday worthy. <laughs> I mean my hindquarters would be significantly bigger <laughs> if it were an everyday activity. But it was delicious and I'm gonna have to have a little bit more. So it's sweet. Aww, I'm it's glad salty, you like it. And then there's like that acidity in the pineapple mm-hmm. that just really makes it it just sets it off.
1: Imagine that sitting right next to your ham on your Christmas dinner plate.
0: Perfect. There's something about, you know, pineapple and pork. We talked about that when you um told us about the pineapple casserole mm-hmm. for our Thanksgiving uh, extra sugar yeah so. um so it was everything that i wanted cheese ritz pineapple
1: butter
0: just one wonder- yes and butter because sugar that's what that's what they need <laughs> butter so yeah let's not talk about anything else that's in it I start to have guilt
1: don't have guilt this is guilt free it's the that's holiday season right. you can start over in 30 29 28 26 ish days yeah, yeah i'm yeah. not good with math yeah, I'll be You've got a couple weeks
0: from pineapple, uh, treats to green smoothies or something. Well, there you go. We'll see. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. Um, well, you know what this means mm. now that I've got y'all, I've got y'all she, hyped up. She buttered sugar. me up
1: so she could ask me tough questions. Yeah.
0: But I don't think these are that tough. Okay. Um, but it's time to get into the Proust survey. And pull my sleeves up. Yep. So get Wipe you know my hands yourself. off on my pants. Right. All right. Yep. Who are you? Um. What is your most marked characteristic?
1: Most marked
0: characteristic. Selena, I have a question for you. Yeah. What's your most marked <laughs> characteristic? Well, I guess, so my thing is, is like, do you mean physical or personality trait? Because I think it could be either one, which I'm happy to answer both.
1: I assumed it was personality trait, but maybe that's, maybe that's part of the question. What did you assume it was?
0: Well, the first thing that struck me, because I was just sort of like, what if the thing that came to my head is like, when people, when I can tell people may not know, or like they're trying to point out who I am to other people or something, they're like, they go the one with the curly hair.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. The one with the curly red hair. So like, that's sort of been, I mean, that's sort of a standout characteristic. Sure. Yeah. So that oh, that's interesting. into my head initially. Mm-hmm. And then I would say... If we're talking about more like personality, which is probably what someone deep and thoughtful like Proust was thinking of, then I would say probably just that I'm stubborn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Uh Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: Selena likes the plan and no deviation.
0: I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) It's tough. It's a lifelong
1: journey. Mine is super similar. So I actually... Curly hair. Curly hair, of course, except mine's straight. Mm-hmm. Red, except mine's brown. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I actually think I i was having this conversation with Kyle uh, actually this last week about how I perceive myself versus how other people perceive me. Uh, mm-hmm. I couldn't actually tell you if someone were trying to point me out in a room, I have no idea what they would say about me. Because in my mind, people would be like, Nikki, Nikki, who's Nikki? I don't remember a Nikki. So I don't even know like how someone would point me out to someone else. So physical characteristic, like that, that that way of approaching the question, I couldn't answer. I have no idea. I would say for people who know me, similar to your stubbornness is my, like, need to control a situation. Like, I'm like, it doesn't matter how it gets done, as long as it's done this way. (laughs) It's totally cool. Like whatever you think makes sense. But did you think about doing it this way? Mm -hmm. Because this way makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think like if you were to ask my, my, the people who know me the best, like if thinking about my parents or family, they would say like, she likes to be in control. She likes to manage a thing. I've seen your vacation spreadsheet. (laughs) That's just being organized. (laughs) It's making sure we get where we need to be.
0: It's true. It's true. Hey, 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 I appreciate It's
1: planned spontaneity, I'm... and everybody loves that.
0: <laughs> free time from 2 to 3. <laughs> right.
1: That seems like a really long free time. I usually do 2 to 2.10. <laughs> well,
0: you don't want to get off track. No. I would say, though, if we're going to – you have some – okay, first of all, you're like, aren't you closing in on 5.10? Oh, uh-huh. So I think – I'm sure someone would go, you the know, tall the tall one. one. I sometimes
1: wonder, am I the tall one in the room? Like, I don't, I don't know. Yes, I haven't been around people in a long time. Oh, so. that's, true.
0: that's true. Are you? The, well, then I'm the tall one. That's true. At, at telework, that's true. You are the tallest one in the house most days. You're teleworking. That's right. As long as Casey's not home, it's not his day <laughs> off. I am the tallest person here. There you go. Um. So, but also you have very bright blue eyes so Mm. i don't know if people usually like you know the one with the eyes i don't think so i mean sometimes if people have you have very pretty eyes so thanks um but it also so she'll build me up that would be a really horrible like it's kind of a dumb way to be like you know the one with the blue eyes huh
1: (laughs) (laughs) you have to be very close to her to notice but when you get there you'll know you'll know they're blue yeah they're probably like the one with the coffee cup you know, you see her. She's drinking
0: coffee. Oh, that's okay, because mom will be like, Oh, with the three coffee cups. <laughs> I need you need multiple drinks. You need a front drink, a back drink, you know. That's true. That's just the way it is. Okay, moving right along. Um, what do you most value in your friends?
1: Loyalty. Mm. I I have to be honest with you that if if the stuff hits the fan and there's like a a fracture or a drama, I want my friends to have my side. I think it's fine for them to tell me I'm wrong. It's fine for them to say, I think you're in the wrong, but I support you 100%. I don't think you made the right choice here. or I think you're doing the wrong thing, but I support you 100%. Mm -hmm. That's really important to me.
0: Well, that's a great one. And I would totally agree with that. I would say, though, um, for the sake of saying the very first thing that came to my head was very similar to this idea, of what you're saying about the people who know you the best, mm-hmm. and that's what I value the most in my friends mm-hmm. is like they know what's coming down the path with me. Um, I can be a total a hole, and they'll still love me tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about that. I mean, it's not like I like I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna be the biggest jerk today because <laughs> it'll all be okay. But like, I can have like a my style explosion and I know that things are going to be okay. Yeah. But also just that idea that like, we don't have to entertain each other anymore. We're way past that. Right. So if we sit in silence, it doesn't have to be that big of a deal. Um, just the fact that like, I think some of us can probably finish each other's sentences, like that kind of, that kind of thing. Like you can't buy that. Mm-hmm. There, there's no one that can replace that. Um, and I think, especially with my friends, just because it goes back to childhood, it's just like it's something that feels like automatic nostalgia mm. mm-hmm. and comfort and home, mm. no matter where we are mm-hmm. in the world. Um, so that would be mine. That's nice. Speaking of comfort, <sighs> enjoy.
1: <laughs> I'll be home for Christmas. <clears throat> Season two, episode seven.
0: Yeah. Not true. Mm-hmm. Episode 12. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Season 18, episode 432.
1: <laughs> Season 2, episode 12.
0: We've all been waiting for it. <laughs> I'll be home
1: for Christmas. Hulu says a moonlighting Santa puts the spirit of Christmas to a real test when he steals the gifts he's been hired to put under the tree. IMDb. Oh, God, this is long. <laughs> IMDb says at Christmas time, Mary Jo is upset because her son Quentin doesn't believe in Santa Claus and sets up a trap to prove it. Charlene, who plays Santa at her church, stops by to give him a surprise, with Anthony as an elf. Suzanne decides to surprise them and send a department store Santa over there. Anthony gets caught and breaks his ankle, and the department store Santa steals the tree and all of the presents. Hi, guys, and thanks for joining us this week on We Have No More Time. This one aired December 21st, 1987. It was written by LBT and directed by Harry Thomason.
0: Dynamic duo.
1: There you go. So general reactions and stray observations. Can I start with one? Oh, yeah. I feel like I have a scene setter. Um, I feel like maybe I missed some things or there were some details that were missing in this episode. Oh. Hmm. So this one's kind of minor and you could chalk it up to a technicality. Okay. But Mary Jo says she wouldn't have her kids on Christmas Day. She said that's the whole point of the beginning of the episode is she's like upset because she's not going to have her kids. But they were there on Christmas Eve. So she would then have them for at least part of Christmas Day.
0: Right. So what's she whining about? Yeah.
1: She didn't get them all day? She needed all 24 hours? Uh, my opinion is get the fun part and then send them away to someone else.
0: I did have a passing thought about that. I mean, I think the trouble is, is that, um, oh, never mind. I'm thinking about JD. So JD's in Alabama. Right. Or wherever he is. Yeah, we're somewhere uh, like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just 80s sitcom magic. All right. They so can just transport around.
1: Thing one. So, you're going to mm-hmm. give me the same answer for Thing two, which is Did they ever explain why Anthony didn't go to Macon to visit his grandmother? Because that was part uh, of his storyline was, why don't you come to Macon with me? He she hurt makes his the best foot. pumpkin pie. So, he was going to go after Christmas Eve. He was going to go like on Christmas Day.
0: I, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You can okay. definitely get to Macon. Okay. Leave okay. In Christmas Day morning. I'll buy that one. Mm-hmm.
1: Then the last thing was, did the cast draw names for gift giving? Because at the end, they have the whole gift exchange.
0: Yeah, I think all that happens off screen.
1: That's annoying to me. Well, they, I need to see that level of detail. They did do that
0: setup, though, where they said, like, where everybody started uh, kind of, the fish was this big. <laughs> Not sure what she's doing So here. the idea that, like, they made their gifts sound better than they were. So that that's why I'm asking
1: the question, because oh, uh-huh. they jump into this gift exchange they're doing. But they never actually said, like, Anthony, you're going to have Charlene. Charlene, you're going to have Suzanne.
0: That's true. That's something you want to see? Well, it's just... We know they're doing presents.
1: But Anthony was going to be gone for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So he was not going to be there for said gift exchange. Mm. But somehow they I agree. Were that's a, a hole. Lead.
0: I agree. That's a hole. A massive, well, a massive I'm going to tell you plot. another hole, I think. Okay. Yeah. So in previous episodes, we finally learned a little bit about Anthony's background. And he's, he's going to Alabama. He's going to Alabama. They see his family. Mm. Now he's going to Macon. Mm. So which is it? Um, And we know his family's smaller because I'm not, I'm not trying to bring down the mood here, but we we know that he's also lost some family members, including his mom. So Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's a total like, (gasps) whoops, but like, it feels like we're teetering on the line now. You
1: See why I'm bothered? Because maybe he's going to Macon via Alabama. Like maybe he's going to stop over and visit the Alabama family before he goes to Macon. There's no time to do that if he weren't leaving till Christmas day.
0: Sure. The way you said that, I was like, "Well, you definitely don't go through Alabama to get to Macon if you don't have to." I know. (laughs) I mean, I know I'm bad. I'm bad with directions, (laughs) and I might have taken that route accidentally. Uh, Uh, It doesn't make sense. So, okay. So, what
1: other? So, eh. those those are my general reactions. I feel like I need to start this happy-go-lucky, cozy episode about the holidays by pointing out all the plot holes.
0: What reactions did you have? So the very first thing that I thought of as we were getting into the episode was actually that I just liked hearing Charlene have like a down the rabbit hole minute again. I don't, oh. I don't know if you remember this one, but she's she's uh, thinking about something right mm-hmm. at the beginning. So, you know, she's thinking about how she's not going home for Christmas and how there's lots of Virgils in her family oh. and even babies named Virgil sometimes. And she sure is glad Civil Shepherd had her twins. <laughs> and I just liked it. You know, I really, I just... I guess I could probably put that in my likes, but we haven't had, I feel like, one of those ones where she starts with Elvis and ends with a sandwich. Right. Although that might be an easy leap, but whatever. (laughs) Let's not look too closely into it, you know. Uh, Another general reaction I guess I had was just kind of like noticing the way that Sugar Bakers was decorated. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of Christmas happening. A lot of Christmas trees. Yeah. But I guess it makes sense for a decorating firm. Only three. Yeah, so well,
1: it seems like a small place for three trees, but it was—it looked like Christmas had thrown up in there.
0: Lots of poinsettias. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another general reaction I had: a piano for a Christmas <laughs> gift.
1: That's pretty swanky. Well, they've they've established that Suzanne is pretty swanky.
0: And I think they carry a lot of that into this episode, but we are, are once again, uh, we know everyone's status. Right. um, Even when they're talking about the gift exchange, which I'm sure we'll get to. Did you have other general reactions? No, nothing. I don't
1: think anything general. I have some strays. Take us there. So Anthony said his uncle wasn't very couth, and our bingo card uses the word uncouth. So I'm inclined to say that one counts. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Quentin is getting weights for Christmas. Weren't the weights like a whole thing in episode one this season?
0: It Early in the season? Yeah. Cause his dad would, had gotten those for him. She lists that in the things. That, of
1: things that her, the dad got yeah, for him. Yeah. So maybe he's getting finally his set for, of weights for her house.
0: Oh yeah, maybe. He's really
1: committed to the physical fitness.
0: So maybe that's continuity. Maybe.
1: Huh. Uh, In more continuity, there was a throwback to Charlene's dad's bank loan story from the Nashville episode in season one. Yes. Um, So more continuity. I like it. I like it. Right. Okay. And then this is maybe less stray and more we need to talk about this. I want to get your reaction to this. Okay. Did Julia's quote unquote pep talk at the end of the episode strike you as maybe a little bit condescending? And, And more so than normal. And I say this because she's the one that got what she actually wanted for Christmas, which was her son to come back. Mm -hmm. So she actually got what she wants. Then she gives this whole speech about like, oh, I can't remember everything she said. But basically just that that idea I think of like, it's not the gifts. It's the people you're with and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, of course it's the people you're with. You're with the person you wanted to be with.
0: Oh, right. And like, we should be thankful for the good Christmases that we've had. Yes. That kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, well, you're adding another good Christmas to your list this year. I think I... I mean, I, 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 you know, I think it's established I really care for Julia's character a lot, as much as one can right. for a person who doesn't exist. Sure, right. Um, But I I, I think a lot of times Julia is kind of condescending.
1: This so. felt more so than normal, maybe. Uh-huh. Or just like maybe condescending isn't the right word. Maybe it was just like unaware right. or something. I was just like listening to it. On my third watch or whatever, and I was like, "All right, Julia Bulia, you're the one who got what you wanted. Like, of course you're happy.
0: Sure, everybody else,
1: like Mary Jo, still doesn't have her kids,
0: right? I mean, she I has. can't remember.
1: Well, I mean, she has them part time. <laughs> Anyhow,
0: well, I think I feel like all of mine are like very stray.
1: Hi, well, okay. How much more stray can we get
0: than me starting with plot holes? Well, perceived plot holes. Well, <laughs> so I just Charlene is like a side hustle queen. She's staying behind to prepare for her real estate exam. Oh, right. Or at least that's her excuse. Right. So, I don't know. I was just thinking about that. Like, in season one, she was doing the cosmetics. Like, it just feels like... I mean, maybe she needs to be being paid a little more. I
1: was going to say, maybe being the receptionist and paying the bills.
0: She's the office manager. Sorry. Right. She makes all systems go. Sorry. Um, But I think... So, to connect to what you were saying, I actually have something in here about how... At the beginning... And this, Julia says that Christmas isn't what it used to be. Mm. So maybe that just doesn't pair well with at the end, like, her having this breakthrough, but doing it in a preachy way instead of, like, taking some ownership of the way that she's acted through the episode. Yeah. But the reason that actually stood out to me is because I feel like Christmas isn't what it used to be is something I've heard my entire life. Mm. I feel like, and at different points, like... And so that somewhere someone means that for like the year 2005. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, <laughs> uh, and 05 it was just it was a beautiful time in this world, you know.
1: It's never what it used to be once you grow up.
0: I think I th- so Look, there are extenuating circumstances where someone... Like, if someone has lost a loved one, like, those kinds of, like, high-stake things. I mean, right. that is just... going That's a whole game-changer. But to some extent, I feel like Christmas is what you make it. Mm-hmm. I, it in a lot of ways... Like, I, I don't have kids. So, I, I don't have that... You don't have any kids? <laughs> <laughs> then who are those children? You don't have around. them hidden around here? <laughs> yeah. um, so, but, uh, but I say that to say that, like, sometimes I know people are like it's seeing the excitement in their eyes. It's Mm. like that makes it magical time of the year. It's a magical time for me.
1: It was magical for me before we had kids. I agree.
0: Um, and it's just because, and, and we'll get into this in this week's, extra sugar but to talk about like traditions and right. things that you hold dear and like I mean it's just nostalgia extraordinaire
1: yeah for Christmas hopefully for some people it might not be R- right some people may not have ever had that childhood experience but if you're coming from a place of privilege that you have had mm-hmm. wonderful Christmases to your point yeah you can always kind of tap back into that
0: I'm gonna tell you something someone in my family manages to screw up Christmas every year <laughs> and I still enjoy it <laughs> I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, this is another stray. Charlene is baking a raccoon. Did that make your list? No. Oh. <laughs> you
1: know what? I think I meant for it to be somewhere, and I think I completely forgot to put it in there.
0: This probably almost could have been a Selena sidebar, but like I'm chilling out. But I, I did. Chew. I did have to look at least the thing up because she says it's an Ozark tradition. And I was like, well, maybe it really is. Now I have to know. Is it? It's at least partially true. Um, But not necessarily just like an Ozark tradition, but a little broader than that. Um, I'll link to a Smithsonian article I found. But basically, there was a time when raccoon meat was pretty popular in the U.S., uh, many times more for necessity, I think. Mm-hmm. And especially before the meat that we're accustomed to became cheaper and like more widely available.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure, sure. sure.
0: And th- but part of this article that I found too talks about how <laughs> someone sent a raccoon to President Calvin Coolidge back in the day. Which is funny because today I feel like that would be like a threat.
1: Sure. Yeah, but you'd... it
0: was a gift. Nice. Um, but they sent it to him to eat. And he couldn't do it, so they wound up keeping it as a family pet.
1: Oh, they sent him a real raccoon, yeah. not a cooked raccoon. Yeah. And no they one. said, here's your Christmas dinner. Right. And he was like, no can do. Right. So he kept it for a family pet or he sent it back to them?
0: No, he, they kept it. The Coolidge's so did. So the
1: Coolidge's raccoon. And they
0: talk about all the <laughs> mayhem this raccoon caused at the White oh, House. Oh,
1: Lord yeah. of mercy. Yeah. He's pulling garbage out of the trash can.
0: All kinds of stuff.
1: Oh, man. So
0: Raccoons. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh so a shout out to my godmother sherry who had a pet skunk oh that's nice they it was de-skunk flippin cute mm-hmm. how do they do that i don't even think i want to know
1: well i'm gonna have to know
0: suddenly so, i'm sure it's something to do with glands yeah um but i don't think it i don't think it really works that well because <laughs> i think oh. that's eventually why she and the skunk had to part ways oh uh, i don't did want she to tell outside the... or inside I was very, very small. So, Sherry, if you're listening, text me. Does Sherry listen? Sherry has tuned in. I don't know if she's listening on a regular yeah, basis. Yeah, Sherry, I need Not this to call story. Yeah.
1: I need to know. Yeah. I'm on a need-to-know they're basis now. they so cute you see? I bet they're
0: scums? cute, yeah. Also, uh, raccoons are super cute. Raccoons are very cute. Little trash pandas. Trash
1: pandas, they are very <laughs> cute. It's true. Now I want a pet raccoon, but I don't want him to pull my trash out. I don't know why I feel like that's that's the one thing I know about raccoons is they go through trash.
0: Does it make you feel better or worse when I tell you that that is not what's coming for you for Christmas, for me? Oh, well, <laughs> just I hold on to my Christmas gift. hoarding recording sign and you just don't feel the need to buy me an animal. <laughs> There's no raccoon in it for me. Can't have nothing. <laughs> this episode is where we see Absurd Suzanne started to show up. Oh, yeah. Because we talked about how this was going to be a thing. The pig. Did this work for you? You know what
1: is so funny? I think I miss the pig for the most part on the first <laughs> like on the first watch okay i was so distracted by these massive plot holes sure I, it was kind of funny but also and maybe we'll, we'll definitely get into this with cut lines later um there were a few cut lines introducing a little bit more about the pig or a little additional detail maybe yeah and um so it just sort of felt like a sideshow right versus a plot line, like too random sense. or something yes
0: right okay well, I thought it was. Um, I liked it. I think. I think it, I thought it was very cute. Noel is a great name. Yes, first of all. Yes, and and how Christmassy! <laughs> but she has it in a matching outfit. The a purple dress. <laughs> so I'm getting like Lee Sing vibes. I was gonna Christmas say I,
1: I'm feeling the, the drawback. I mean, the uh, throwback to that one.
0: Yeah, and so and and I guess the other thing is like Consuela's family. This is this is more consistency. Continuity, one mm-hmm. of those c words whatever. Christmas, continuity, whatever um so they're in the meat business, <laughs> so many good jokes today um so they're but they're in the the um exotic meat business, I think, or something its it's, 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 it's God sorry, uh <laughs> anywho they give her the pig as a gift, so I g it's really supposed to be a meal. <laughs> calvin coolidge could have taught her a thing or two we'll see how it's all coming together and then she has this whole diatribe about how you know how hard it is to find a 26 inch rhinestone (laughs) collar. i don't know but it sounds hard it sounds hard it really does i will tell you you know this about me i wanted a micro pig yes this is why i won't get one i mean that nearly three grand oh right so thing one thing two.
1: i think they also tear up your house
0: don't they uh, When they're suddenly sitting next to you and looking at you in the eye. Yeah. I'm not, I don't even, like, I just imagine it, like, one day it's all cute, it's cuddly in my arms, and the next day it's like, we're sitting, like, butt to butt on the couch, and I'm just, <laughs> I can't do that.
1: Or can you?
0: I mean, no, I can't.
1: I feel like one day that happens, and you look over, and you're like, this is my life now. I don't hate it, but this is this is where I am.
0: Uh, yeah, I like
1: the pig. I thought Noelle was really cute.
0: Str- Other strays for you? That's all I had
1: in the stray stray zone.
0: Me too. I'm just kidding. You know how oh. <laughs> Not a ton. I just want to say about the second Santa that okay. Suzanne sends in. Uh-huh. Was it... So Char- Charlene and Anthony just headed out after some stranger walks them to their car. Mm-hmm. And like, so this Santa like heads back inside and they're just like, Bye, Santa! <laughs> And they just drive away. I know I know. Anthony's hurt. And maybe Santa acted like he was getting in his van where he was stealing everything or something. But isn't that weird? But he was Santa. Like, but they got robbed by Santa. Right. Oh, did I miss the whole no. essence of the episode? I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Okay. In a way that doesn't sound ridiculous. Oh, they... Thought he was Santa. I think there was a
1: time there where they were like,
0: they weren't crap.
1: Like we thought we'd be in and out before a possible big guy got here. And their whole point was to be like a production for Quentin Uh in case the real deal didn't work out for him. So at the end they say, like, it was um Anthony who says, He's not the real Santa, are you?
0: And I think there was just like a moment where they were like this be real right and i don't want to one to ask well and charlene's in the mix so you know right. that she's the most trusting person okay right. fine all right i got another point though okay fine 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 give me Let the one. old man back in the house with the children why steal a christmas tree why why'd the grinch do it i don't
1: There know. are ugly people in the world
0: i just some what, people
1: just like to watch but it this burn this guy's
0: just a thief so what <laughs> are you going to do with it maybe maybe he
1: needed a christmas tree
0: Maybe he thought it was, like, full of, like, Swarovski.
1: No, maybe he
0: needed a Christmas tree. Okay, maybe he didn't make it to the lot. He just nothing but a little kind heart over there.
1: Aren't <laughs> Christmas you? man, mm-hmm. Christmas.
0: Okay, well I'm just saying. Also, like logistically, it's an awfully big thing to get out the door, not make any noise, no one's heard. Maybe Mary Joe's taken some really strong sleeping medication.
1: I think. Well, right. No, I think this one definitely gave me Grinch vibes, and I can say that because I do have kids, and we've been reading the Grinch a lot lately. Sure. And one of the things is he left nothing but some hooks and hooks and some wire mm-hmm. on the walls. He left nothing. But hooks and some more. he literally like cleans them out. He takes their last can of who hash.
0: Okay, okay, but we know why he does that. We know the psychology of the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> he hates Christmas, so he wants to get rid of every trace. Maybe this guy. This hates guy is a robber. Okay, you know
1: what, LBT? I have a challenge for you.
0: I <laughs> want some character heart grow by three sides. No,
1: I want some character development on this Santa guy. Okay. I want to know a little bit more of his background. Because, like, have you ever seen the movie Bad Santa?
0: Yeah, it's been he's a He's got time. some baggage. Mm-hmm. Sure. He's got
1: some baggage. I feel like this man has some baggage, too.
0: Okay. Maybe, okay. Once, maybe
1: once he had a robbery go south on Christmas, and now he can't do Christmas ever because his partner was killed. Maybe he used to be a police officer, and he used to fight crime, and on Christmas he was fighting a robber. His partner got killed, and now he can't face Christmas the same ever again.
0: So now he makes crime. Because he's the cringe. <laughs> okay. You might be on to something, and I'm sure LBT <laughs> will get all over that. I
1: think she will. Uh, we've successfully made this the strayest of the strays, though. And by we, I mean me.
0: Let's talk about what we liked. All right.
1: Uh, I liked that this one's original air date was right at Christmas time. We've would, talked about that before. Would never happen now.
0: No, I don't think so. No, because I think people think that you don't tune in, like tune in around that time, especially with like DVRs and stuff. Right. So what's right. the point?
1: Right. But I loved that. Um, it feels like Mary Jo and Claudia, Claudia, have turned a corner with their relationship.
0: Oh, that's true.
1: It seemed very soft. Claudia even, like, proactively volunteered to, like, dry the dishes or something. Do you want right. me to stay up a little bit longer, Mom? I can help you dry the dishes. Yeah. There might have been a little, like, I, I don't know. Maybe there was some, like, teenagerness behind it. Like, she wanted to, maybe she thought she had a an entry point to finding out what she got for Christmas early or something. But she offered. Yeah. Um. Oh, and then the throwback pictures at the end while they were singing and they put the I cast pictures that. up. I that, love those things. Yeah,
0: I thought that was a really, really, really nice touch.
1: I like that. So those are my three big likes.
0: Okay. I so I so Well, prob- not big.
1: My three likes. I'm <laughs> going big. big okay.
0: Humongous like I
1: should have put the pig on there because I did actually like that part of the episode.
0: So you can move it around.
1: I'll I had the pig on there.
0: We'll count it. <laughs> Um, I, I probably shouldn't, but I couldn't help but laugh at Anthony's story about Uncle Willie. Oh, <laughs> ridiculous and sad. Yeah. I don't even know if I should say I'm here, but they were like all these, like, instead, like it's I don't know what it was about it that got me. I guess it was this idea that like, I mean, sometimes like life is hard and you have to have an excuse for not having presents, but instead of coming up with like. He's just a terrible liar as part of it. But he's like, all the elves were massacred outside of a 7-Eleven. That's the one I'll choose to say for this. Um, but like, it's just, you just, sometimes you get desperate. Yeah. I think when you have like kids around and you're like, you're reaching and it was just maybe not the best reach, but I couldn't help but laugh. <laughs> um so it's a little bit of dysfunctional behavior, I guess. But I love that Charlene stayed behind for Mary Jo. Mm-hmm. And I love that Julia and Suzanne both stayed behind for each other. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I know we kind of have to do that thing just to get everybody in the same room. Right. But I think that's a nice touch. and I, think I call that loyalty. I hear that's important to you. It is. And it's true to their characters. Yeah. So I think all that's good. Um, I also liked Anthony singing the Christmas song. Oh, or is he called it, chestnuts roasting by an open fire. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you they did that on purpose so that people would know what song it was. Probably. Um, and then I also, you mentioned this already, but I really did like that part where um, Anthony starts crying when Charlene starts talking Aww. and it's because he pro, he like preemptively thought that she was going to tell <laughs> another bank loan story. <laughs> <laughs> ah. um, so those are
1: all mine. So what about things you didn't like?
0: This is silly. Okay. I've never been a fan of I Saw Mama Kissing Santa Claus. Oh, the song? Yeah, I don't like it. Oh, really? Not really. Oh. It's just kind of weird. I understand what it means. Yeah. It's just like. That one and then Santa Baby are also very weird to me, where I'm just like, okay.
1: I think those fall in the category of me not overthinking things.
0: Yeah, don't overthink it. But like, I just don't need a sexy Santa song.
1: Santa Baby, that's true, did come on the radio recently, and it's creepy. What
0: is happening? I don't, like, it just, I don't know what's going on there, but I just don't.
1: That one raised some questions from whichever kid was in the backseat when it was on, like why is she asking santa for this or why is she asking santa for that and i was like i don't know that's a grown-up wish list
0: with him. <laughs> is that what you turned around and said <laughs> um i also didn't really like i'm i i just didn't understand the style in which mary joe was singing oh i saw them like why why did it why it, i think that, that was, wasn't the style of singing for 87
1: it strikes me, I wonder, if there was a conversation between her and LBT about any special talent she has. And she says,
0: I could do this really funny old timey accent. Oh, okay. I could see that.
1: And so they wrote it into the show.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Cause yeah. I mean I it is like spot on. Well, then she for that up, era.
1: She makes up like a weird story about it. Like she used to sing that as a
0: kid. Old I was folks like, home Did you something? sing like that mm-hmm. when you were seven? They right. It was weird. Yeah. I'll give you that. Uh, And then the only other thing for me is like <sighs> Suzanne's prank. She's the one that gets the Santa sent over there in the first place. You know, she's
1: the mastermind.
0: It's just, it's like kind of, it's a little mean spirited and. Suzanne's a little mean spirited. That's true. And very thoughtless. Yeah. Also just this general idea of like a good Christmas prank. It's <laughs> just like a little lost <laughs> on me. It's like, let's kill him. <laughs> You know, like, like, send a mass weird. murderer man. right and then she like didn't even get it when Mary just like so you didn't understand like maybe why you shouldn't give a stranger my address and Suzanne's like what's the big deal if y'all are going to keep talking about this I'm going home <laughs> she's such a butt oh, I do love her I love her
1: um, I think the only thing I didn't like and I feel mean saying this because I'm not a critic and I don't write shows but I thought the storyline was just a little floppy Like, if you're going to give me a Christmas episode, Mm -hmm. I'm either going to need you to up the, like, emotional side of things. So, like, pain coming home was nice, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, like, it didn't really warm the cockles of my heart, Mm -hmm. you know? So, it either needs to be, like, up the emotional ante or, like, make it really, really funny. But, like, don't leave all these plot holes for me to fixate on because I have problems. (laughs)
0: lbt why would you give nikki cold cockles i <laughs> have the cockles that are cold <laughs> chiller the
1: christmasy cold cockles
0: and so well if that's it that's it that's all you didn't like mm. how about we uh rate this sucker tell us that rating scale nikki pig pets pig pets okay and how many pig pets do we have it feels incongru-
1: incongruous. Did you give it a seven with our conversation. <laughs> okay, I gave it a four. You had four, but I'm not sure as I'm talking about it that it sounds like I liked this episode that I much. I gave
0: it a four. It felt. I mean, I like you as talked a yourself episode. down. I you think
1: now I'm going with four. You sure? I can't be negative. It's Christmas. Okay. It's Christmas. This is my present.
0: Okay, you want to say anything else? I love a good Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. So I think ours are very similar. My rating scale is different. So I did give it a four out of five, but it was Christmas time B and Oh. Mm-hmm. That's breaking and entering. <laughs> Takes me a minute. For the, uh, for, for the general public. <laughs> hey, I took a uh, criminal justice 101 in college. And I went, nope, not for me. <laughs> Um, so I was saying, I was just happy to get a Christmas time episode. Yeah. uh, this is kind of funny, given your dislike. I thought it was a pretty unique idea for a plot line ah! <laughs> I thought that I thought the two Santas idea was unique um but i- I agree maybe it could have been a little tighter, yeah as someone who doesn't do this for a living right <laughs> right, right, right. um, uh, but I did think it was a sweet episode, and I thought it was cozy enough for the season, yeah, that's fine giving those cozy vibes.
1: Yeah, and we got the pig, so all's well that ends well.
0: Yeah, it's just now I'm hungry. <laughs> That's the reason I can't you have, a, have pig, a pig. I guess
1: to go with your pineapple.
0: Uh, I know. I'm like, what's in the fridge? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: gonna walk down to me eating a hot dog. I
0: don't know. Like I got like that. It's like that summer sausage. No, yeah, well, there I, you go. There might be some pig in there. Oh, gross! Somewhere. I'm sorry. I didn't make it. What about references, Selena? Okay, got combination. Anything you got there. I have Sybil
1: Shepherd's twins.
0: Okay. Because that would have been the 80s. Okay.
1: I didn't know it. Um, I don't know. The joke in the show was that it sounded like Sybil was pregnant a really long time. There are some celebrities right. who do that. I think Jessica Simpson was one I always think of, who I just felt like was pregnant for a long time. Kim Kardashian was one. Um they're pregnant. I mean, the routine amount of time. <laughs> just, just but they either months. announce really early mm-hmm. or it just dominates the news cycle that sure. you feel like it's all you've heard about for 9 months. Um but also there was so sounds really all I didn't find very much helpful, except that Sybil was pregnant during her show Moonlighting, mm-hmm. which was a show with Bruce Willis. And it sounds like, without going way into the weeds, because I'm not going to watch this show, um, but it sounds like her pregnancy played into both a not well received storyline oh. and also potentially the end of the show. Oh. She did the show a little longer after she had the twins, uh, but then decided she wanted to take some time off from that like grueling schedule to be a mom. Mm-hmm. So I think it was. Part and parcel to all the same things. And it was a big part of the news cycle was that she was pregnant and it was playing into the show and blah, blah, yeah. blah.
0: Yeah. I just assumed it was like on all the grocery store right. magazine covers yeah. um, for the duration. And I did actually find the people cover from right after they were born. Mm. Actually, that cover is from December 21st when this show airs
1: oh how certainly i just i just
0: realized that um yeah i think it's because of the hit show you know Mm -hmm. i think i think they were a huge deal then i think moonlighting was a huge deal uh and i was wondering if her age played into it some too like people were fascinated because she was 37 Mm. and i feel like while we are trending being a little older and having kids now mm-hmm. in the eighties, like both of our moms were moms mm-hmm. and they were in their very early twenties.
1: Yeah. By the time my mom was Sybil Shepherd's age, I was probably about to graduate high school. Same. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I was in high school when my mom went to her 20th. Wow. Yeah. I'm old. It feels good, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> ah. So yeah. So obviously we both looked that one up. So that's, um, that was definitely a standout. Did you have any other combinations? Mm-mm. So the other thing that hit me was the Anheuser-Busch sleigh commercial. Oh, uh-huh. And because I was thinking, it, for me, it fit 80s. And mm-hmm. then also it was something I, I guess I didn't have to look it up, but I just wanted to. Oh, okay. These are always the ones with the Clydesdale horses. But I wanted to see if I could just find the one they were talking about. Mm-hmm. I did find one from 87 with those, like, iconic Clydesdales in them. But it didn't have I'll be home for Christmas playing in the background. Oh. It doesn't really matter. I just <laughs> I just wanted to see if I could find it. Oh, I'm sorry. Eighties things.
1: I put the Anheuser Busch horse drawn carriage commercial there. Okay. But that had like a reboot, right? Like they, it had a second life in the 90s.
0: I think that that's been an enduring marketing campaign. Okay. Because I
1: remember years. it as a kid watching mm-hmm. it, but it wouldn't have been like 87. I would have been too young for that.
0: Yeah. Um, it's definitely one that they've recycled. Like think about like the M M&M characters. Yeah. I only have one, which was. For 80s? Yeah. Okay. Which was an overseas operator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't seem like a big thing today. Um, And what about Southern things?
1: Anthony's grandmother living in Macon and the fact that she's making sweet potato pie, which I think we talked about. When did I do my pie extra sugar?
0: Season one around the Thanksgiving episode. Okay.
1: I talked about it there. Go back and listen.
0: Uh, I think it's episode seven. Season 1 episode 7, I think. So, not just sweet potato pie. Oh. Sweet potato pie that'll make you slap your oh, mama. Oh, sure, right. So. Right. That's pretty southern. I doubt that.
1: Um, I probably wouldn't slap my mama over
0: it. We don't slap your mama it's over just anything. Not good
1: practice. Mom slaps back. She slaps harder. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's see. That uh, was the
1: only southern reference I had.
0: We talk about JD going to Birmingham? You mentioned it earlier. Okay. We didn't, I mean, it's
1: been a long like, time. I'm like, that on sounds
0: it. familiar. <laughs> um, I did it. Okay. JD. So, boom, boom, boom. We got that one done. Uh, so, did you have anything else on your reference look that, mm-hmm, on your look, mm-hmm. on your list that you either looked up because you needed to or you felt like we needed to talk about it?
1: I tried to look up the Holiday Inn tap room. And I didn't find very much, um, although today, I think it was this morning, it might have been last night, I did finally do like just a one last ditch effort to Google it. And it just sounds like it's like that that uh, restaurant that's attached sometimes to motels and hotels. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times now it's like a Denny's or something like that. This sounds like it was just the bar, the bar diner thing. Mm-hmm. I think there's one we stayed at. I want to say Doubletree, like up in Asheville near the Biltmore. And there's just like a little restaurant attached to it. And there's a bar and there, I'm assuming an entertainer. When we went, there wasn't. But it sounds like it was just an entertainer at the Holiday Inn.
0: Yeah, it just, it felt like there should have been more to it, you know? uh um, there's not. Yeah, I also couldn't find anything, but I tried.
1: What if we spent more of our lives, less of our lives looking up the Holiday Inn tap room and more of our lives inventing... Something incredible. We'd be amazing people. We could change the world.
0: Well, everybody's got a role. That's true. And this is just the role we were born to play. That's true. My only uh, other one was the Ward Cleaver Christmas, which was Mary Joe was just like, I just wish we could have ourselves an oh, old-fashioned Ward Cleaver Christmas. That. and that, As someone
1: who used to watch Leave it to Beaver, I yeah. didn't feel compelled to look that up.
0: Oh, you did watch Leave It a Beaver. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, like, I know who the Cleavers are, but right. I'll, I'm will i just going to go ahead and I did not realize his ner- first name was Ward. So Ward and June, I think. Yes. Now, June Cleaver, I've heard that name a lot, but for whatever reason, I've not ever heard his first name before. So I was thinking, I was like, are the Wards like the Waltons? <laughs> like, oh. Uh, but anyway, so it's uh, really just that referencing that real classic Americana kind of Christmas. Mm-hmm. A Norman Rockwell painting, if you will. Yeah. Um, so cut lines. There were a lot in
1: this one. Oh. Like I had five or so, which I really? think is a lot, but like tiny. Mm-hmm. Tiny insignificant ones. Okay. I have one that's not quite so insignificant. But okay. not like super significant. Um, but the the one I have Uh, In those lines, we learn the pig's name is Noelle. That's actually introduced in these cut lines. I think she calls the pig Noelle later in the episode. She does. But they never actually said the pig's name is Noelle. She just says Noelle. Sure. Um, So we learn the pig's name is Noelle. We learn Suzanne's feeling lonely and has actually found comfort in her pig. Mm -hmm. And we learn that Suzanne's dating a man named Hugh. So after Julia says, I think this might, this is like right after she walks in with the pig maybe, Uh, after Julia says she can't believe Suzanne's just walking around with a pig on a leash, Suzanne says, or maybe this is when they're shopping. Why not? It just fits my mood. It's the worst Christmas I ever had. All my vacation plans fell through. I haven't heard a thing from any of my ex-husbands, not even a Christmas card. And then Julia says, well, how about Hugh? Aren't you still dating him? No, not anymore. He's in intensive care again. He's always in intensive care and I'm just sick and tired of it um suzanne after all he is 80 years old oh he's just a big hypochondriac um and then she says anyway i was sitting there last night feeling sorry for myself and noelle came over and nudged me with her little snout she's ugly isn't she but i'm genuinely fond of this pig i know it's crazy and i can't explain myself but there it is Mm -hmm. so there was a lot in that cut section but I felt like it was important.
0: Yeah. I So at first I thought maybe that undercut her being nice and staying behind for Julia. Mm. But then the more I thought about it, not really. Because I don't think that she ever really wanted Julia to know that she stayed behind for her. Right. So it would make sense to lay it on pretty thick. Yeah. I think that's right. I had that. Actually, that one was so long that I had gotten to the point where I was like, I'm just going to summarize this. That's what I should have done. No, I think it's good to have them. Um, I just, that site is really hard to copy and paste from. It sure is. That's what a website wants to hear. (laughs) (laughs) When I'm trying to plagiarize you, it's hard (laughs) as hell.
1: We are crediting them though.
0: That's true every time. But all the other ones I had, all the other
1: ones I had, were like super insignificant cuts.
0: Okay, I only have one other one, but I didn't think it was significant. I think basically it was Julia insinuating Noel will be Christmas dinner or something. Mm. Um, (laughs) damn it, Julia! (laughs) Not Noel. (laughs) So mean. Not Noel. So next episode.
1: Next episode. (laughs) Episode thirteen, season two. Episode 13.
0: Or episode 452. <laughs> Who's to say? Great
1: expectations. So we'd love everyone to follow along with us and engage. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Sweet Tea and TV. Our email address is sweetteaTVpod at gmail.com. And our website, where Selena uh, mentioned earlier, she'll drop a couple of um, references from this episode and all episodes <laughs> www.sweeteaTV.com. And hang tight for extra sugar.
0: We're talking Christmas memories? Yeah, I wish I had like some Christmas bells or something. Or like some,
1: Aww, you know, the, I like... have a bell. Ding.
0: Uh, ding, ding oh, ding, I do too. Ding, from Downton Abbey. <laughs> oh, it's downstairs. Same same. Uh-huh. Well, you know what bells mean. Hmm. <laughs> we'll see you around the bin. Bye. Welcome to this week's edition of Extra Sugar. And this week, it's all things Christmas! Yay! <laughs> Christmas, 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 Christmas. Uh, I love Christmas. Gonna sound weird with no background music, <laughs> just like me in a closet, um, which is literally what's happening right now. So it's perfect, really, if you think about it. I have been so excited. For this stinking extra sugar. Oh, I can't good. I can tell you. Yes. So, you know, I wanted to start, like, broadly today talking about traditions that are held regionally, like, specifically here in the South, and then talk about our personal traditions. Okay. And with the regional ones, I thought what we could do is weigh in and say, do it, don't do it.
1: Okay. I like this. Okay. This sounds fun.
0: So... All of this, too, we can share uh, some of the articles that I got it from. Obviously, Southern Living is kind of like a little bit of a Bible for this show. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They're just always covering it. I don't even know. Where do they come up with all this content from all the time? It's a lot. but um, So the very first thing that they mentioned was that basically you cover every surface in your house. Like there's no undecorated surfaces at Christmas time because that makes Southerners nervous. They actually specifically mention cover everything with pine magnolias and red velvet bows. Does any of this ring true for you?
1: Uh, we decorate a lot of our house, uh, and every year I feel like we add more, mm-hmm. uh, and that's been. I feel like when I was a kid, we had a fair amount of stuff. There was always some... At at one of the houses, because when I was a kid, we split Christmases between my mom and my dad for different parts of Christmas. And there would always be like a Christmas village in one of the houses. There's always a Christmas tree. Um, Magnolias, not so much because they're not really blooming right now. Mm -hmm. So I think they're beautiful, but I don't think of them as a Christmas flower. And then red velvet bows, we definitely had
0: those on the tree. Okay. So, well... I sort of thought of this twofold. So the first thing, actually, it, undecorated surfaces at Christmas time make Southerners nervous. Very much so, rings true for me. Really? Well, if you go downstairs, you won't see anything that doesn't have something Christmassy on. I it.
1: think that rings true for you, though, for every holiday, right? Yes. <clears> <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was just here for like before Thanksgiving, and every surface had some sort of pumpkin on it.
0: <laughs> um, actually, Casey is always like, "Can you please stop decorating?" Just one of the tables. You need somewhere to put his stuff. You can put it on the TV tray. (laughs) (laughs) And then he'll go to move it. And I'm like, ah, you know how long it took me to get that perfect. (laughs) I'm a real joy. Um, I will say that not necessarily like the Magnol... I see magnolias a lot in Southerners Christmas decorations hmm. or like in stores but it's not something that I have used a lot yeah I mean I think a lot of times they wind up being like fake magnolias. Mm-hmm. I'm sure somebody's getting a hold of some real ones maybe some somehow but uh, that doesn't ring as true for me. The red velvet bows some years, yes. Yeah. So that makes me think of Christmas wreaths, right? Um, and I actually did use big red bows on my Christmas wreaths last year. Mm-hmm. Um, pine, we do have pine all down our staircase, mm-hmm. um, and in a couple of weeks it will literally just be on the ground. <laughs> so today I, was, I like touched a banister and twenty things fell off, and I was like, "Is hey, it okay. real? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay." Yeah, that's real. And then I'll clip up whatever's left over and I will put it in different places around the house. Oh, yeah, so smells good. It's kind of nice for the smell too. Uh, okay, so the next thing on the list was setting a grand table. Mm. So specifically Southern Living writes, uh, We're partial to Spode Christmas Tree and mm. Lennox Holiday Dinnerware. Mm-hmm. That's the one with the elegant ring of holly around the rim of the plate. Mm-hmm. Do it. Don't do it.
1: Absolutely. And I have to tell you, this is kind of funny. So my mom has some really pretty Christmas dinnerware. It is not Spode uh, and it is not Lennox, uh, but it has like a Christmas pattern on it. And um, I have had my eye on Spode forever. And Kyle told me this year, he was like, you know, if you would just buy, if you just started buying the Spode stuff when you started talking about it, you'd have a full collection now. Because every year I look at it and I'm like, but it's kind of expensive and mm-hmm. you have to have somewhere to store that stuff. And I actually have a really nice China set, just a normal chi- China set mm-hmm. that takes up every square inch of all of my China cabinets. So I'd have to have like a special box that goes in the basement that I only pull out once a year and I'm like fighting minimalism anyway. So I've never done it. But uh, my, like I said, my mom's table was always at Christmas time is always decorated very beautifully. Even when I was a kid, like my brother would be like nine and you wouldn't want to put fine China. That was when we pulled the China out because that was our one time was at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. I don't do it, but it's been (laughs) part of my life.
0: Okay. So I feel like they peered into my dining room. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to say that this is really weird for me because I think in a lot of ways, I don't adhere to Southern tradition That's the whole shtick for me. That's why I'm here (laughs) is to say like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like born here and stuff. But, but when it comes to Christmas time, it's like I'm by the book or something. Yeah. Um, so I probably would not have chosen the pattern that I have. And I have spode, but my grandma gave it to me. Mm -hmm. And so for that reason, I will obviously hold it forever and ever and ever. Amen. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, I will say that, you know, you can get some of those spode items at Marshall's. I know. Keep your eye out. But that is hard.
1: Yeah, it's a whole thing. I'm also not sure spode is the pattern I want. Mm -hmm. I I love the tradition of it. And Mm -hmm. like, to your point, if someone handed it down to me, I would 100% use it all the time. If I'm going to buy my own, there's actually, I think it's Lennox, and it's like a, a Platinum around the edge. not. I'm not a very big gold person. Mm-hmm. So this is platinum and I love it, but it is very expensive. Mm-hmm. So I haven't bought it.
0: Pretty sure I've seen that one before too. I do love holiday China.
1: I do. Very strange I do. Thing, but I and do. you know, th- maybe we'll get into this with our traditions, but my mom has always done Christmas Eve dinner. We don't do dinner on Christmas. We do Christmas Eve dinner with my mom. And that was sort of like a, we'd go to my dad's house on Christmas day. Um, So mom would do Christmas Eve dinner. And so that was the most fancy dinner Aside from Easter, that's the most fancy dinner we had all year. That was, like I said, when she'd pull out the china. Um, And so to this day, I do Christmas Eve dinner at my mom's house. So usually we'll do Christmas Eve dinner at my mom's house and then Christmas Day we'll drive down and see Kyle's family. We've only in the last couple of years stopped doing that and staying home. So I'm going to have to set my own tradition of like a fancy dinner on Christmas at our house. I've just not had the occasion to do it yet. So I don't need a whole bunch of China.
0: Well, it's funny that you say that because also I have here, it's fair to say I haven't sat at the table except <laughs> for one time oh, when we geez. hosted Friendsgiving three years ago. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I don't eat in there.
1: And see, I'm too practical to go to all the trouble if no one's going to see it or use it.
0: I don't think any... No, that's not true. People have definitely called me practical, but when it comes to things like that, it's never been practical for me. It's, yeah. And that's not that's not what it's about. It's yeah. just about having a beautiful holiday table. And honestly, it really is an ode to my grandmother Yeah. Um, who has always managed to have some of the most beautiful decorations that I've ever seen
1: I think ideal Nikki loves that stuff like I do love we're, we're having a Christmas party in a couple of weeks with our friends mm-hmm. and so I need to just like get my mind on decorations and making things pretty our house is decorated for Christmas but there are like some things to your point like a pretty table should I do that I don't Uh, But I love doing that stuff. And I love going to a place that's done like that.
0: Just make sure you do it for you and not anybody else. Because the one thing I can promise you is that no one will notice your table the way you want them to. Oh, sure. Okay. Sure. Another thing on the list was sprawling Christmas villages. Do it. Don't do it.
1: (laughs) I think I just mentioned this. There was always a Christmas village. Mm -hmm. um, And I inherited one. And I actually haven't put it out in a couple of years because I don't have a great place for it. And It's a hand-me-down, but not like a special family hand-me-down. So I don't love it, and I don't feel a massive tie to it. So the one that I really want is at Michael's. I look at it every year. This year, they added like a chocolate factory, but it was like $89. And I was like i don't know about that so i actually the other thing i ended up doing this year is doing little white ceramic houses with tea lights in them Mm -hmm. that is having a moment i keep seeing them everywhere and i went into target and target had them in the dollar section and i was with kyle and he was like can you please just buy them so we'll stop talking about them (laughs) so i have those on my mantle not sprawling but a little christmas villagey
0: that's nice it's hard to find the space it those. is.
1: It really is. Um,
0: so that is a, a don't do it. Um, I will say when I was younger, my grandma had a pretty epic one.
1: Um, oh, yeah. They're cool to look yeah. at.
0: And I like... She had one where they had the ice skating rink. Oh, and it was magnetized. That's cool. So they skated like around on it. And it was very like a Dickens kind of mm-hmm. Christmas village. Uh, so, I, yeah, I do like them. My mother-in-law also is really into them i don't think she puts one out anymore though but she used to uh but it's just it's not something it's it feels like it will be the straw that breaks my back
1: i put mine out for and the other thing is having kids i, it's, I it looks like a toy mm, and i does. don't want to have to tell them no because sure. that just sucks to have something you can't touch i hate mm. that with kids around to like tell put something out really cool and then say not for you um so i feel bad doing that so i think that that's probably about when we stopped putting it out was when we moved into this house and had kids mm-hmm. we might have done it carolina's first christmas because she was too little to do anything with it but i don't want to make it look like something that's cool and then tell them no
0: that's understandable decorate your mailbox
1: i don't do that i've never done that
0: no and then when i saw so i was like looking at this i was like but Maybe I need
1: to. You should. We have some neighbors who do it. Mm-hmm. I think every now and then there is some sort of salesperson that comes around and sells the mailbox swags. Mm-hmm. That Those are the years I notice everyone seems to have one. So I don't know if I never answer the door. So I must miss the person. Doors. But I think it's very cute. And I think it gives mm-hmm. the mail person a nice little zhuzh.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's thoughtful. Um, poinsettias.
1: This is our Black Friday tradition. If we buy nothing else on Black Friday, Kyle goes to Home Depot or Lowe's to get the 250 poinsettias. I have three of them in my house right now.
0: Oh, really? I haven't
1: quite landed on where I'm going to put them. He came home one year with like five of them. I didn't know what to do with them. But every year, if nothing else, he goes to the Home Depot and picks some of those up.
0: That's nice. Well, so I've got some trivia for you.
1: Okay. They were invented at Home Depot?
0: (laughs) I thought you were really about to get take my facts <laughs> from me, and I was about to push you out of the way. Like, get out! No. Um, okay. So, let me ask you a question. Did you know that the poinsettia is tropical?
1: I thought that's where you were going. Yes.
0: Okay, and or that it is the most flowering potted plant, the most sold flowering potted plant in the country by far. Really? Even though it's only sold six weeks a year. Did not know that part. Eighty million. More than $80 million sold every year.
1: That's because we buy 50 of them in my house. It's
0: astounding though, right? That's a lot. It like breaks my brain. So this is, this final thing is really connected to you as a, do you know who brought, do you know anything about who brought the poinsettia to the US? No. Okay. So they were not always um, a Christmas plant. It was first brought to the U.S. from Mexico in the 1820s by a minister named Joel Poinsett. And where did he bring them from? Or to? South Carolina. Oh. So, Greenville. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Huh. So, I wanted to share that to you. To you. Sharing it to you. Where in Greenville? Where in Greenville?
1: <laughs> was it, like, somewhere special? Like, I just wonder at Christmas time if they do a special poinsettia display. I've never seen. They
0: probably do, and let me tell you why. He, I mean, he's, I mean, he's very connected to it because not
1: you want to only tell me about
0: Poinsett Highway. Oh no! There's
1: a highway in Greenville called Poinsett Highway. Well, and now you know
0: why. Now I know why. Mm-hmm. Huh. So the the plant uh, the plant is named after him. So obviously that's like a thing that happened. But then he died on December 12th, 1851, and that became known as National Poinsettia Day in his honor. So my oh. guess is is there's probably a lot. There's probably like a huge Poinsettia thing that goes on there. The cultivators are
1: in Mexico are like, but what about us? He took it from us.
0: That's, well, well, (laughs) (laughs) that's another podcast. (laughs) Uh, But I I wanted to share that with you, too. And look, it's like it's in your blood or
1: something. I know. Look at that. Every
0: year we buy them. I started to get you one, and then I was like, what if she doesn't get them because of Jackson?
1: So they are apparently bad for dogs.
0: I've heard that is a... Fallacy? Uh Uh-huh
1: okay well good i mean I'm- i don't know
0: don't feed it to them but well, i was gonna say
1: jackson doesn't eat my plants yeah, so i don't worry right. about it
0: Some some puppies are a little bit more <laughs>
1: i was telling someone i have a hibiscus plant which mm-hmm. i've had for years it just recently in the last couple of years started blooming i've literally had it like a decade and it just took a long time to start blooming so i was telling someone that and debbie downer was like do <clears throat> you know those are poisonous for dogs And I was like, okay. And they were like, that's why I don't have one. I don't want to kill my dog. And I was like, we've not had a problem. We've had Jackson and the hibiscus the same amount of time. We've never had a problem.
0: I feel like I would have been like, you think that's bad. It's right next to my chocolate and onion plant. (laughs) Come get your chocolate. And I just put his dog bowl underneath it. (laughs) Just let it drip off into the bowl. Tip the fates. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my gosh. Okay. The Biltmore. Done it. Don't do it. Did it.
1: (laughs) On the bucket list. I always want to do it, and the timing has just never worked out um, because you do. It's similar to um, a lot of Christmas things. Like, if you're not on the list in August, you're not making it, and I don't always have the forethought to buy the tickets that far in advance, so I've never done it at Christmas.
0: They're expensive.
1: Yes. Wow.
0: I... I, I, should, do we should we say what the Biltmore is in case someone yeah. doesn't know? It's like uh, it's like our castle. Mm-hmm. It's like our American castle, the Vanderbilts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was their one of their one one of their summer houses.
1: If you've ever seen the movie Richie Rich, I think that's the house they used for that movie.
0: Oh, did they? The
1: outside of the house, I believe, is the
0: Biltmore. I could see that. I yeah. I haven't seen that movie in so long; I can't remember. But I'm pretty sure that's a piece of trivia I know somewhere in my brain.
1: It's a beautiful home. It. It's on a beautiful mm-hmm. piece of property. It's very much like a um, when we were in France and we went to Versailles. It's like this French chateau overlooking this beautiful like piece of property. That's what the the Biltmore is, and it's overlooking the mountains.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, and if you know, let's put it out in the universe. When you go there, Nikki, I'm going. It's on the list. And you decide, like, if you decide to listen to the tour, mm. you'll hear about like why it's specifically where it was and why Vanderbilt wanted exactly Oh, you mean
1: the Biltmore. I've been to the Biltmore in general. I just haven't been at Christmas time for like the Christmas experience. Uh, I I think that's where most of the nation's poinsettias end up is at the Biltmore.
0: Oh, yeah, probably. And Mm -hmm. pine. Yeah. they
1: are like pine swags everywhere.
0: That... Big room that you see when you first go in. It's like their atrium. Yeah. Okay. That's they have to take the glass off the top of that, and that's how they get the they Christmas get the tree, tree in. Because mm-hmm. mm. it's massive. Yeah. Uh. So I have done that, and uh, maybe like twice. And I'm not. I was not like I was there on Christmas Day or anything right. but I was there like around Christmas time and it is beautiful um and it is it's a really cool experience um The
1: Biltmore so. in general is really cool. Yeah, I did I not it. do the like guided tour I don't think mm-hmm. but um that's like I'm obsessed with the indoor swimming pool there. Mm-hmm. There's an indoor swimming pool. This is a house that people lived in in
0: early 1900s
1: early night was it that so the fact that there was an indoor swimming pool, I don't know why it blows my mind, alley. but it does. Yeah. It's so, they have like a gym with like the most rudimentary looking equipment, but it's a—it's so cool.
0: I'll have you know, in 1911, that was top of the line. Right.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. It was like an LA fitness in there.
0: It's, it's, it's really beautiful there. I mean, Asheville is like a really cool town.
1: But the Biltmore at Christmas to Southern Living's point probably mm-hmm. is like a totally different experience, which is why it's on my bucket list. Right. I've been in May. Um, But Christmas apparently looks very different.
0: It's cool. It it really is. So you guys go to Biltmore. Do it. No matter time you live. Any
1: time of year. It's it's, very cool.
0: uh, August is hot.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I can't help you with that. Me
0: to you. Um, Okay. Just mountains in general at Christmas. That was another one on the list.
1: Mountains in general. I mean, probably. Probably. (laughs) Sounds nice. Not relevant to me.
0: So I, I have done this around the holidays before, and there was a Biltmore trip in there, too. It's it's just a way to get to the cold when the suburbs in Atlanta can sometimes be so darn warm.
1: I've We used to do, for about five years maybe, we did a New Year's mountain trip with some friends. And we'd rent a cabin, and over the long weekend, we would go to either the North Georgia mountains or Tennessee or North Carolina and rent a cabin. I've just never spent Christmas in the mountains, mm-hmm. but that time of year. Sure.
0: Are you familiar with, um, Revion dinners? Okay. So this is actually derived from the French term for awakening. And Revion was originally observed in the 1800s as a feast for parishioners who were returning from midnight mass on Christmas Eve in the predominantly Catholic city. Hmm. I, uh, do I say the city?
1: I'm guessing it's New Orleans. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> like,
1: ah. I was gonna say that sounds very. uh brain's um, hurting. Creole to me.
0: Yes. So think l- like a late night brunch with a mix of breakfast food and traditional Creole dishes. Bet they had beignets. So it's not that they had but that they have because here's the thing this whole experience this tradition died out in the 1940s except for in really devout households but the city brought it back in the 1990s and now it's celebrated it like a bunch of different I think really well known established restaurants there and over the entire course of December. Oh. Um In fact, I was waiting for you to tell me you did know it because I know how much you love New Orleans. I do
1: love New Orleans. Um,
0: and I thought you were going to be like, A, duh.
1: Of course, I've oh. been. No. <laughs>
0: yeah. I host one. <laughs> late, night, late night dinners are not
1: for me. I'm the 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock crew.
0: <laughs> well, I guarantee you that they're not doing these at midnight. I'm sure some places are, yeah. but if they're really trying to get that restaurant... Re- Restaurant. Restaurant. Oh, okay. Um, if they're really <laughs> trying to get that restaurant crowd, they're they're doing them at like normal business hours. Eight so.
1: o'clock is still too late for me.
0: <sighs>
1: <laughs>
0: you can't help me, Selena. I'm broken. Let's talk about personal traditions. Okay. So you've already been uh, sharing a couple of different things. What's 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 the what's your favorite family tradition these days or ever?
1: Ever is that Christmas Eve dinner uh, mm-hmm. at my mom's house. That's just like, I I just remember it. it like that's the, the thing. That's what Christmas was built around between that and waking up super early. I mean, we would wake up at six to see what Santa brought us uh, until I was an embarrassing age. Uh, For a long time, my brother would sleep in my room with me, like the three, and when my sister was home, she would sleep there too. The three of us would sleep in the room together and like, just lay there trying to fall asleep because we were just wondering like, what was Santa bringing? Sure. Um. And we would watch, TBS plays a Christmas story, or they did. I don't have cable anymore, so I don't know. Yeah, 24 hours or something. It would start at 7 p.m. on Christmas Eve. So we would either eat dinner and start watching it, or we would have it on while we were eating dinner. And it literally would not, it would turn off long enough for us to go to bed. We'd wake up the next morning and turn it back on. Mm. Um, So like as a kid, those were traditions. Now I still watch a Christmas story, just not the same way I used to, but we will watch it at some point on Christmas day. Um, we still, my kids are going to be waking up super early cause they're so excited about sure. it. Um, we have started doing where we go get a real Christmas tree and we just did this last weekend or two weekends ago. Um, on Thanksgiving weekend, we go to a farm over here near your house and we'll pick out a Christmas tree. Kyle and I never used to do a live tree. When I was growing up, we occasionally had a live tree, but usually it was a fake tree. Mm-hmm. Kyle and I had an artificial tree for a long time. And just when we had kids found out about this farm, we started going over here to get trees. Now I love a real Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. I, I, so we have a real tree. That's a big tradition for us. I make cinnamon rolls on Christmas morning. So mm-hmm. that's another, I start on Christmas yes! Eve. Yeah,
0: I am I, so excited I made cinnamon rolls. I know. Here.
1: That's a huge Christmas tradition. So what are some of yours?
0: Well, I think the one that I we've been the best to at adhering to is just Casey and I decorating together, mm-hmm. and so it's usually the weekend of Thanksgiving um, or close to it. And uh, this week, this year, we had to move it up a little bit because we have plans. But um, so we just I, I'm decorating inside, he's decorating outside. Like, We're not together. <laughs> We're decorating together apart. I'm telling you how marriage lasts, guys. (laughs) I'm giving you the real deal tips. (laughs) Um, But we will, like, come in and uh, make some sort of sweet treat. So it's either, like, cinnamon rolls or cookies a lot of the time. And we have eggnog. And, um, you know, Christmas vacation is often on the list. Mm-hmm. It doesn't we don't always make it to Christmas vacation, but it's it's the thing that we're supposed to be doing, oh. and usually around that weekend as well. So that's a big one for us. Uh, friend wise, we we're doing friendsgiving for a long time. It's sort of gone to Friendsmas now. Mm-hmm. so we're usually doing something in between thanksgiving and christmas where we just get together and just spend time together um we actually have that coming up next weekend and well basically we just eat a lot Mm -hmm. and many of us drink a lot you know it's christmas and um so uh a few of my friends and I, and one friend in particular, um, Ashley, um, my best friend, we do a holiday sock advent calendar. Mm. And mm-hmm. so th- this is my friend who lives in Ireland. So we will Marco Polo each other every day and show each other the socks that we got. Oh, that's cool. We might be taking a chill this year, mm. <laughs> because I've got about a thousand socks.
1: Oh, sure.
0: And it's starting to feel a little crazy, but it's been, um it's been a really, really fun way, really, to just chat through the holiday season.
1: Does Ashley drink coffee? No. Oh, okay. I was gonna say you need to do the Nespresso Advent calendar. You need an Advent calendar that's like, Something you can ingest. Well,
0: I need that one for me.
1: She could do the wine advent calendar from Costco. Oh, maybe. They have a wine and a beer advent calendar. Yeah. I kept looking at that one. Of I course, never bought
0: it. Of course, I don't think they've got a Costco in Ireland. Yeah. It'll cost me $75,000 to get that to her. Mm. Um, but I do like, also, just a side note, I really want to start an advent calendar business. <laughs> <laughs> with like different kinds of advent calendars. Because I feel like there's like, there's not enough kinds Mm -hmm. And I think we could really step the advent calendar game up because the idea behind it is lovely. Who doesn't want a surprise treat every day?
1: The Nespresso one is really cool because you get a different Nespresso coffee every day for 25 days or whatever. And then at the end, you get like a cool mug.
0: Are you doing that one this year?
1: No, because (laughs) I didn't see that they were for sale or yeah, on sale, for sale, whatever the word is. And uh, they sold out. Oh, so they say they're restocking. Usually, Kyle gets it for me. Mm-hmm. The last, well, I say usually. The last two years, Kyle's got it for me, and he uh-huh. didn't do it this
0: year. So, hmm. well, darn it, darn it, yeah. indeed. That's a cool idea, though. Yeah, uh, m- much more exciting to me than the Keurig one. I saw there was a Keurig one too. Oh, uh, espresso is just delicious. Just yeah, it's good. Uh, the rest of mine, I'm just gonna be frank with you, are pretty much food. Oh. <laughs> So before I go down a total food hole, (laughs) Mm. (laughs) delicious, Uh, what other traditions do you want to share about? I think those are the big ones.
1: Okay. I think that there's plenty. We have lots of little things we do, and we have little random things that are becoming traditions. So Mm -hmm. like I always bake like on Christmas Eve, I try almost always to take Christmas Eve off work. And before we had kids, I would use that day to bake. It's a little harder now because the kids are around. It's just hard to bake with kids. I like to involve them, but occasionally you know, it's faster to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do bake some and we'll do like the cutout cookies. Kyle is shockingly good at decorating them mm. with like icing them. Mm-hmm. So I usually will bake the cookies and then let him sort of take over icing them and he'll do that. And so like we did it, two years ago. And then we just like gave the kids a cookie, got in the car and we just drive around and look at Christmas lights. So that's one that we sort of just established within the last couple of years. And a couple of times throughout the month, we'll just go look at Christmas lights and eat cookies. And then um, I discovered a Santa train. So they have like a North uh, a Polar Express train that you can take. It was a very expensive And it didn't really come with that much. There's an alternative in Blue Ridge that's the Blue Ridge train. And Santa comes on the train and you get to meet him and tell him what you want for Christmas. It doesn't include hot chocolate, but you can go buy it like on the snack train. And it's like half the price of the Polar Express one. Mm -hmm. So we did that just like on a whim a couple years ago and loved it. It was an amazing memory. And then COVID hit and we skipped last year. Um, So we are going, we're making our grand. Retradition this year and oh, that's good. actually two weekends from now
0: yeah i think that's probably an important thing to say is I mean, maybe that's why this was so exciting is because a lot of traditions or just anything kind of got blown out of the water last year. So,
1: yeah, we were able I think though sort of in that interest of like reprioritizing your life and thinking about what you miss and what you don't miss when that happens. Mm-hmm. One thing that really struck us is there was a point in time where Kyle and I had three Christmases in the span of 2 days. Yeah. We would do Christmas Eve with my family Or four, I guess, because then with my mom, then we would do Christmas morning ourselves, go to his family's house in the afternoon, and then drive. At one point, we were driving from his family's house in South Atlanta to Greenville, which is like more than two and a half hours for Christmas with my dad's side of the family. And so we were just like all over the place. That stopped, and it was just the three Christmases. My mom our personal Christmas, and then his family's house. Um, but all of that would happen Christmas Eve to Christmas Day. Then when we had kids, like it just sort of felt unfair that we were on the road all day on Christmas. We barely got to enjoy Christmas Day. So um, I think COVID was a nice little reminder that we can stay home by ourselves and have our own little tradition on Christmas Day if we want. Um, so we've started doing that more.
0: I think that's nice. And yeah. I think it's really important. Yeah. Because we can, I've talked before about becoming a human doing. Yeah. And it feels like the holidays is a really easy time to fall into that pattern. And maybe at your worst. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I like, and we've talked, both of us have about the issues that we have with people pleasing. Mm-hmm. And what a time. Yeah. What a time to exercise that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, that was a really, for, for someone who is a people pleaser, it was nice to have something else get in the way of that and say, like, nope, no can do. Mm-hmm. So...
0: I don't know. What Are you what are f- for me to talk well, about my food? Because
1: the way <laughs> you could go on about food, I probably could go on about Christmas movies because I have a whole oh, list of yeah. movies that I watch every year.
0: Yeah. Well, talk more about Well, no, all I, I was
1: going to... The, the reason I brought that up is mm-hmm. because you mentioned... um Christmas becomes like this box, this series of boxes you're checking. Yeah. We were watching Elf, which is one of my favorite Christmas movies to watch. So good. And she says, I'm just trying to get through. And he's like, Get through. Christmas is the best time of year. And that is totally what it is, where you just feel like, Oh my gosh, okay, what party are we going to this weekend? Who do we have to buy a gift for? And that like slow down that COVID forced has been kind of nice to say like, oops, hard reset. I'm not doing all the Christmas parties. I'm going to do what I can where I can, but we're not doing all the things. Right. Um, So Elf, (laughs) all of that to say Elf, Home Alone, Um, Christmas Vacation for sure, Mm -hmm. Christmas Story, Um, Santa Claus. I have such a soft spot for the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Mm -hmm. Um, I will usually watch the first one and the second one. I'm not such a big fan of the other ones. Um, and then this year, they released a new Home Alone movie that I started I watching. That. It's very funny. Yeah? <laughs> it's very funny. Fa- I told Kyle, that's one of those examples. I think we talked recently about how uh, I I can watch a movie and just not have high expectations. And I didn't have high expectations of that one at all. Mm-hmm. It, has, it made me laugh out loud several times.
0: Oh, well, that's good.
1: It won't be a tradition, but it's Home Alone in general is a tradition, so I'll give it a shot.
0: Right. Well, that's, yeah, no, I all the ones that you mentioned are like ones that I love. Yeah, they're I, all the same. I will tell you that Home Alone 2 is my favorite. I think me too. I think we've talked about this before. I don't know if it was here we talked about it, but Home Alone 2 is my favorite because he orders all that room service. Oh. I mean, other things too. Sure. But that really excited me. But that was the big part. The southern of me was just like, oh, Christmas in the big city.
1: It's all coming back to uh, the food part so what are your christmas food traditions because i want to know if i have any of them too
0: so typically we get away from turkey mm. by the time we hit christmas i think or at least a couple of sides of my family <laughs> It just depends <laughs> there's so much family um but we'll you know i think everybody's kind of like over turkey sure. from thanksgiving um so casey's family's really big on doing prime rib
1: oh mm-hmm. that's fancy
0: um yeah I mean, it is. I mean, they're, I'm like, I'm not paying for it, so. I know. <laughs> makes it easier. That'll be a nice listen for them. <laughs> but it's it's really great. And then, like, his dad makes this mushroom gravy mm. that will just, it just knock your socks off. It's so good. It's my favorite thing. I mean, I could just, just eat the gravy. And you mm. know I would. By the mm-hmm. way, I'm like, just give me a bowl and a spoon and I'm happy as a clam. Uh, I like or like sometimes like my mom's side of the family would do tenderloin,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which is um, always I, I'm a meditarian. I shouldn't be. I tried to be better. But around the holidays, just can't help myself. Uh, but, you know. Um, I was actually going to ask you today about the pineapple casserole. Oh. (laughs) And then I got to eat some. (laughs) So, um, uh, I was also going to ask you about fruitcake. Are you a... No, Same. That no. face says it all. I know, terrible. My grandma loves it. So it does make me think of it. She actually likes um, the German stolen. Oh. It's it's even worse. It's like, mm. how can we make this worse? And then they do. Mm. So Unless uh, you like it, in
1: which case, enjoy. You love it. Mm. <laughs> I, I mean, I have to say, I fruitcakes have just never been part of a holiday for me. Mm-hmm. So the idea of it sort of grosses me out. If somebody put it in front of me, I would try it. But it's just not a tradition for us.
0: I'm just not one for the, that like, it's like that c- like canned fruit mm-hmm. situation. It's yeah. just like not, or maybe it's not canned. Maybe it's just like, all right. It's like basically fruit that they were like, you know what this fruit needs is some more sugar.
1: Oh. And uh-huh. then we'll
0: soak it in syrup. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hi, hey, nah. It's just a lot. Ugh. So then I also have like a kind of like a list of must-have sweets mm. during the season. And I thought some of these might resonate with you just because, you know, we know each other and stuff. Right. But the Costco cookie tin.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's good.
0: Oh, I man. just I
1: bought a box the other day. I hadn't bought any. Cause- yeah. They changed my favorite cookie in the middle.
0: The middle cookie. I know. The middle cookie. And see, I didn't. we didn't get a cookie tin last year, so I didn't realize they took the biscuit off the cookie, which will make no sense to anyone who is in England <laughs> or Ireland. <laughs> you took the cookie off the cookie. <laughs> you took the biscuit off the biscuit. Um, so uh, that is actually, technically they're European cookies, in mm-hmm. case people aren't familiar they're with They're like that. Belgian or something. Right. And yeah. they come in the big red tin. Every I mean,
1: year. they're delicious, but
0: they're great. I love them. Uh, but I was going to say too that the Danish blue tin mm-hmm. of cookies mm-hmm. that always puts me in the mind of this season. I look
1: at them. I'm the only person in my house probably that would eat them, so I never buy them, but I do love those.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're just like butter cookies. They're just butter cookies, yeah. shortbread, maybe. That's good. Mm. Um, Ferrero Shea. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's not. It's just something that I'm like, it's not Christmas unless I'm seeing them. Sure. And, and that's kind of weird because I'm not a huge hazelnut person. Mm. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, but I need to see them. Sure. Um, and then, like, uh, pecan pie. Mm. Always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not have any pecan pie for Thanksgiving.
1: I don't know. Uh, yeah. So um, I had a bevy of pecan pie. We never have it at my in-laws house. So I bought a whole one for Thanksgiving day at my house. Then they had pecan pie at my in-laws house. So I had it both days. It was delicious. Just And like days after the good Lord intended. Indeed. It's yeah. true. And what about peppermint bark?
0: Peppermint bark.
1: Yeah. Did that not make your list?
0: It, so I am not, it's fine. I'm not a huge peppermint and chocolate person. I'm good with it being in the universe, and it definitely puts me in the mind of Christmas. I think Nikki's about to kick me out of my own house. I don't understand you right now. I'm sorry.
1: What about the white fudge Oreos?
0: Oh, wonderful.
1: They're so hard to find.
0: Yeah, I was looking for some yesterday, and I couldn't find them.
1: Kyle laughs at me because when you start seeing them, like, right maybe before Thanksgiving, he'll send me a picture Uh if he's at the store or whatever, and I'm like, pick up a couple boxes, and he'll come home with one. And I'm like, why did you only get a box? And he's like, we're not going to eat that many right now. And I was like, it's not about right now. We are building our winter stores because right now they're unavailable. You cannot find them anywhere. I've looked at Kroger, Target, Walmart, and Publix.
0: I guess you could make some. Sounds terrible. I know. Even as it was coming out of my mouth, I'm like, what are you talking about? I do want to say something, though. I do like a mint chocolate chocolate. Creamer situation. Mm, mm-hmm. Not that I do that a lot because I prefer to drink my coffee black. But if I'm like giving myself like a treat, oh, mm. life sounds good <laughs> when your treat is creamer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but like if I'm doing something like that, I that is delicious to me. Mm. The whether it's like um, the Christmas flavors or even like the York peppermint patty one, mm, mm-hmm. that one is so good. Is it? Yeah, it's delicious. Mm. So, you know, food's just a big part.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Selena's tradition is to eat.
0: I'm hungry. (laughs) Before we wrap up, I just wanted to say, is there anything else that we're leaving off the table or that you think we should discuss? I mean, there's a million things, right? Sure. There's
1: a lot. Just a good old-fashioned Merry Christmas to anybody who celebrates.
0: Absolutely. Happy holidays. Just the season. I mean, I I think I want to go back to something you said uh, Well, we were talking off air about this, about like... Just how like you can't imagine not celebrating Christmas, yeah, but this is like something too, like just the holiday season in general, I think is I think it's some it's a big tent, and it's it's like it really does like you don't you don't have to be a Christian to celebrate Christmas, you right. know, um, and you don't um have to be a Christian to get cozy to holiday <laughs> up. And that's really what we wanted to All talk about. All of
1: our traditions we talked about were about kind of friends and family cozy stuff.
0: I don't think either one of us said how we were on the front pew on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. So that's not what we were talking about.
1: That's And that's to me like Christmas is so much about the stuff that, that brings you together. It's just that time of year to be cozy with everybody and doing the things you love to do.
0: Absolutely. And really enjoying each other and Kind of taking that, kind of taking stock right before the next year. Yep. 2022. (laughs) It'll be fine. It'll all be fine. So, wherever you are, whatever you celebrate, we wish you the happiest of holiday seasons, a merry little Christmas, and a happy new year, even if this will likely drop next year. (laughs) And that's this week's edition of Extra Sugar.